book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. There are many types of power in this world. People talk about nuclear power and wind power. In the world of business, they talk about the power of the dollar. Uh, They may talk about the power of personality or the power of persuasive speech. Uh, There are many types of power, quote-unquote, but I want you to know there is no power like gospel power. Do you remember in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, when the Lord said that they would have power to preach the gospel, the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon them? The word that he used there was the power for dynamite, the word for dynamite, explosive power. In other words, it may, it may start small, but when it starts expanding, friends, it's going to make a difference. It's going to change everything. I want you to know that's what the gospel does. It's what it does in hearts. It's what it does in homes. It's what it does in communities. We, in our last study, were in Acts chapter number 8, and we saw this gospel power in Samaria. Remember, Philip preached Christ to them, and verse 8 says, and there was great joy in that city. Now, that's powerful. Can you imagine bringing joy to a whole city? I'm thinking now of that great conversion of Nineveh in the Old Testament. Look, only the Lord can do that kind of a sweeping, powerful work, and he only does it where the power of the gospel is preached. I say again, there is no power like gospel power. Now, as we pick up our study today in Acts chapter number 8, you're going to see that gospel power, but you're also going to see that there are always other powers at work at the same time. And we've got to learn to to discern the difference. What is of God and what is not? Listen to the rest of the story. Acts chapter 8 and verse number 9 says, But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. I love this. You see, when the power of God shows up, everything else is really small. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When the power of the gospel is seen, everything else we realize now to be a cheap substitute, to be a fake, a fraud, a phony, because there is no power like gospel power. Only God can really change a life. Notice the the types of power here. In verse number 9, you have the power of the devil because the Bible says that this man had used sorcery. Uh, Again, this word is used in verse 11. He had bewitched them with sorceries. There's a lot of sorcery in our world today. There's a lot of witchcraft in our world today. 
It goes by different names and titles. It puts on different uh, faces and facades, but it is the power of the devil. Is the devil powerful? Absolutely he is. Uh, is, Is Satan at work in this world? You better believe it. And don't ever discount that. Don't ever make light or flippant about the power of the devil. And for the record, you and I are no match for the devil's power, but our God is more than enough. So there is the power of the devil. Then there is the power of man. I mean by that the power of a man's influence, the power of a man's name. We see that in Simon because the Bible says at the end of verse number 9 that he had given out that himself was some great one. (laughs) That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Because now that the Lord has come to town, he looks like he's not so great after all. You know, there's a lot of talk today about great men and great women Could I just tell you, there's really only one great one, and his name is Jesus Christ. If there's any great thing in any of us, it must be the Lord, because it certainly isn't us. And yet, this is a mark of of when people think they're really something. They try to lift themselves up. Friend, I'm going to tell you, when the Lord comes near, we all get small, and he gets big. We go low, and he goes high. Uh, but this man had given out that himself was some great one. By the way, that's always a mark. When people want to lift up themselves, make themselves the center of attention, they have the eye disease, it's all about them, uh, that is a telltale sign of pride. That is not the power of God. It may be a cheap substitute. It may be even dressed up in religious garb, but that is the power of man. And so in verse number 9, he's giving out that he's some great one. In verse 10, they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And so this man was taking the place that only God should really take. Someone once said there really are only two kinds of power. There's God's power and Satan's power. And a man just picks which one of those he's going to connect to. I think in a very real sense that's true because this man's power, his influence, his attraction, his uh, draw really was just satanic in nature because at its root it was full of hellish pride. So you see the power of the devil, you see the power this man uh, purported to have, and then you see the power of Christ. Not the power of Philip. This is very important because some would say, look at this powerful preacher. A friend, it's not Philip who is powerful. It is Philip's Christ who is powerful. Don't ever conflate the messenger with the message. Don't don't ever attribute to, to the man who's delivering the message of the gospel, the power. The power is connected to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. When he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, and don't miss this, and the name of Jesus Christ. You see, this man had done much in his own name. Uh, He had done much in the name of sorcery, but this is all in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, These people, they were changed. They believed. They were baptized. In fact, the power was so great. Oh, I love this. Look at verse 13 of Acts chapter 8. Simon got saved. Think about that. A sorcerer got saved. A man who had bewitched others is now convinced of the truth. A man who was in darkness is now translated into the kingdom of light. He believes. He gets baptized. And the Bible says he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. I can see this guy. Use a little sanctified imagination. Can you see Simon the sorcerer that everybody respected and everybody thought was the power of God? And he's sitting there with his mouth open, looking at Philip, listening and watching and realizing this man knows something about the power of God that I have never known. 
I need whatever this man has. Now, we'll come back to the story, and we're going to learn some things from, from Simon's example because it's not all good for the record if you want to read on. Uh, God had to teach this man some things and humble him. And all new believers have a lot to learn. But I want you to see today that the power we need is not our power. It is God's power. It is not what you can work up. It's what only God can put in. It's not the power of flesh and force. It's not the power to push your way through. It's not the power to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make it happen. It is the power that only God can give, and he gives it when the gospel is preached. Remember what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1? Uh, he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Not it brings power. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I say again, friends, there is no power like gospel power. You want to see some power today? You want to experience some power today? Believe the gospel and share the gospel. Now, friend, when you center your life and your life's mission around the gospel, you will see God at work. There is no power like gospel power. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey.